My name is Steven Sindoni. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Legends of Mount Shasta. In our broadcast today, we will discuss founder of the Radiant School, Nola Van Valor. The information was acquired through an interview with Emily A. Frank and Norma Van Valor. It can be found in Emily A. Frank's book entitled Mount Shasta's California's Mystic Mountain. Nola Van Valor admitted Emily A. Frank into her living room and after they exchanged pleasantries was invited to sit down. Nola Van Valor sat beside Emily Frank in her wheelchair, an attractive white-haired, bright blue-eyed lady in her 80s. In spite of the fact that she had broken her hip and wasn't feeling well, Emily Frank had the feeling that there was a powerful personality with a mental force as clear as it had been when Van Valor had admittedly met Philos the Tibetan and other ascended masters on the McLeod side of Mount Shasta during the 1930s. It is believed by many that there are converging rays of cosmic power on Mount Shasta which make it easier for humans to contact beings they call ascended masters and it was to this mountain that Van Valor came in 1930 totally unprepared for the unexpected events which were to follow. She said she came with her husband and friends to camp on Mount Shasta at Widow Springs. They lived in San Jose where he was a mechanic and where she attended meetings of the Christian Science Church and also practiced healing. It was during the Depression so they brought along a tent, some cooking utensils, and found a lovely place to camp besides the meandering stream. One day, she said, a strange man appeared before them. He was dressed in a long robe. He looked pure, and he explained that he had been watching them and had many things he wanted to tell them. As there were no tape recorders at that time, she said she took everything they were told in shorthand. Her time on the mountain began in 1930 and continued every year for 10 years. Sometimes she and others stayed a month or longer. Because of what she learned and other happenings at Mount Shasta, Van Bala later founded the Radiant School of the Seekers and Servers, using her experiences to form the lessons for her school. Van Bala believed she had found a working truth. Not knowing what the future held, she and others moved to the city of Mount Shasta and in 1963 established a school. They created and sponsored the Friendly Letter Service which reached into 34 countries throughout the world. The material covered including powers, elements, forces, energies, magnetism, and also interpretations by Philos the Tibetan concerning spiritual beings, spirit beings, holy spirits, ethereal realms, astral realms, and terrestrial realms. The group, she said, wished to teach Christian philosophy in a clear, truthful, and straightforward manner. The following is an interview conducted with Nola Van Valor in the winter of 1973, which she later signed for release. Why did Philos, the Tibetan, and others appear to some and not to others, Emily Frank asked. The opportunity is at hand, Nola replied. It is intended for you to see. You will see whether you believe it or not. We just happen to be in the right place at the right time. But why do you suppose it happens to some and not to others? 
Emily Frank persisted. Because some are more suitable for it and perhaps have earned it through their different lives. Some people seem to receive that do not earn it, but they have to have earned it in some way or another or they would not receive. But why do you think the Ascended Masters chose to come to this particular mountain during the 1930s? Because this was the season, she replied, and Mount Shasta is a magnetic mountain, so much so that some planes cannot fly over it. Are you still in contact with any of the Ascended Masters you met in the 1930s? Nola smiled. Oh, absolutely. Have you seen St. Germain, who reportedly appeared to Guy Ballard on the mountain during the same time? Oh, yes, I've seen St. Germain. Mr. Ballard was up on the mountain the same time we were, and what he received, I will verify. To your knowledge, Emily Frank asked, were there any other people who saw the Ascended Masters during that time? Oh, yes, there were many other people. I don't know all of them, but they didn't do anything about it. No, I didn't either for a while. I was afraid of what the world would think. Van Valor then explained that she came to Mount Shasta every year for ten years until the beings no longer appeared on the mountain. During these times, she visited a temple inside a cavern which she said was visible from the highway. She and others visited the temple for ten years. Inside was Philos the Tibetan, who she said taught the Bible as it was originally written. There were other ascended masters in the temple. Is the cavern and temple still there? Emily Frank asked. As far as I know, she said, I haven't been able to go up on the mountain for years. Was Philos there every time you were there? Oh, absolutely. Does that mean he's always there? No, she replied. He isn't. Then where is he when he isn't inside Mount Shasta? I would say in the heavenly realms. She shook her head slightly and then said, I wouldn't know otherwise. Emily Frank hoped she wasn't tiring Nola Van Valla, but she continued her interrogation. The temple you refer to inside the mountain is reputed to be one of the 18 sacred temples in the world where Philos appeared. Is that true? As far as I know, and not only Philos, many masters were there. In the late 1960s, Garth Sanders of the Reading Record Searchlight interviewed Van Haller, and she told him about climbing with friends up the east side of the mountain to the 12,451-foot level. She said the area was on the right bank side of Mud Creek. While they were resting, they noticed a very large black rock formation about 40 feet away where they sat. And while they were looking at this large rock, because it was unusual, it began to open as if it was on a pivot. She said they noticed a door leading to a large chamber inside the rock and that it was much like a cavern. They were invited in by a being. The cavern was about 60 feet long and 40 feet wide and down through its center there was a large table which could seat many people. The table appeared to be marble, mostly white, with pink and gold threaded through it. She said the six members of her party were seated at a table and were instructed by a being in a white robe. That being, it turned out, was Philos the Tibetan. He told the group there were 17 other temples in other parts of the world, and then he explained that his people taught the truth as it was written in the Bible. So intent were they, Van Vela told Sanders, they did not immediately notice that all around the wall 
In that large room were standing many other white-robed beings. The walls of the chamber appeared to be made of gold, and there was soft music. Van Valor went on to explain that she didn't tell of her experiences for a long time because she was afraid curious people would be hurt trying to visit the hazardous slope of Mount Shasta. All of her experiences, she said, had been on the McLeod side of the mountain, and the experiences were sacred to her. As for the reported lights on the mountain, even before there were roads, the only explanation she could offer is that the lights came from the auras of the various masters. Nola Van Valor passed on some years ago. The radiant school of the seekers and servers continued for a few years, but it no longer exists except in the minds of the former students. Nola Van Valor claimed that a great change will take place by the year 2000. It is my belief that in order for this great change to take place, we must open up our hearts and put down our weapons so that we all may live in peace and harmony. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast of Who Was Nola Van Valor?